Welcome back, No Means Nerds, episode 25 of No Hi. Means No Thing. No Means Nothing, you choose. Hi there. Those are our, your co-hosts, as you're sitting around this uh, imaginary fire with us, uh, swinging our big dicks, talking about this song. Uh, is this song? I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. That's uh, off to a great start. These songs, uh, we're really glad you've decided to join us again. We've got a great episode, um, I hope. I guess time will tell. Speaking of time... There's a lot of that in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, again, that uh, crazy machine has served us up some really relevant pairings. I don't. You, you might start to accuse us of having engineered this kind of shit on purpose. It's not true. It's all no, an accident. But anyway, ghost, we're ghost in the machine. That's all. It, that's exactly ah, right. right. Oh, can't wait till that comes up. Anyway, uh, it, it, as if we need introduction at this point. But I'm Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hi. I'm Michelle. Hello. Hello there. Hi there. And, and you are our dear listeners. So thank you again for joining us. And yep. we are about to beak wet, beak our wets. Yes, we're going to beak our wets. Jeez. And I'm going to beak my, I, I, this is going to be a great episode for me. I'm going to be very co- coherent. Uh, I've got my Armagnac, yes, my Armagnac, uh, which I'm now going to take Armagnac a sip of to shut myself up. Uh, Michelle, what you got? Uh, I found this in the back of the fridge. It's probably my housemate's, but I'm going to drink it anyways because I, it's been that back there for a while. <laughs> Listen to this description. A deliciously creamy stout in the Irish tradition with its rich tan head intact. This deep and dark colored beer has the aroma and flavor of chocolate, roasted oats, and coffee with all the dis- with uh, with coffee, all derived from the specialty malts used in the brewing process. Now, what kind of beer does that sound like? A fancy a be- one. It sounds a beer like, I want to have sex sounds with? Like I don't know. Guinness is what it sounds like. It does sound like so Guinness. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have without, one in the... Yeah. But without, without the widget. Without the widget. Uh, can you give me some widget foley? Ah, thank you. Oh. All right. She's sniffing it. I'm smelling it's a, it. It's in a Guinness glass, so that gives you some of that. I, yes, I had to. Yeah, I had to have a little bit of the street yeah. cred there with a the Guinness yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. All right, Matthew. Uh, what journey are you going to take us on today? Well, I, I did actually pull out two, but uh, I think I'm going to have to just limit it to one for various reasons because I know it's good. Um, again, my friend uh, Fader got this one for me last Friday randomly. I, he was going on a beer run and I asked him to get me a, a, a fancy beer so that I wouldn't drink too much of the generic uh, lager that's available at work on Fridays. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got me this one and I happened to have already bought it and it was in and I've already mentioned it on the podcast. But the reason I want to do this one, the Daggerad Six Degrees. Um, it's a Burnaby uh, brewery, but they really focus and they're extremely nerdy about these are all Belgian-style beers. Oh, and, sweet. And I just figured because there is some subject matter about the lowlands in tonight's episode. That's I a figured, good choice. That'd yeah, be a good choice. Oh, probably, uh, yeah, Belgian. And we'll go with the Belgian one. It's a lacto-fermented Abbey-style double with Montmorency cherries. Sounds like the place to be, as it were. With mm-hmm. what kind of cherries? Montmorency. That's some more, more, more my receipt. 
<laughs> oh Lord. I'm so ignorant, man. I am so All right. ignorant. No, it's somewhere no, between no. a stout and uh, an Armagnac, I think. <laughs> there you oh. go. Belgian. Yeah, we've got a. That might be got our a rainbow beer. of booze. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's really good. I had one on Friday. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, nice. Oh, good. So we don't have to. We don't, you don't have to guess. He's taking a swig, oh. and we are right baptized. out of the bottle. So I hope uh, I hope you out there have something good to drink as well. Um, again, drink it wherever you are, unless you're driving, in which case just uh, you know pull up that coffee mug, whatever you got. But all right. let's all buckle in. We've got a good one. I don't think anything too contentious this time. It's another one where the gods have been a little kind to us, but we'll see. But interesting we'll see about no. that. Interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, that's my catchphrase, right? An interesting set of matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, some uh, some good songs. So I, I think without any further ado. Um, let's dive into this shit. We've got our first pairing tonight. Um, without further ado. Okay, without further ado, uh, we've got Paradise off of Sex Mad, 1986. And then Under the Sea off of One from 2000. Look at that. Got a, Never got would have paired that up m- myself. Minor correction. Uh, Paradise is off. It's of not you kill Sex Mad. It's You Kill Me. I was just going to say, like, I think maybe actually oh. that was something. You Kill Me. It's off the Sex Mad CD. Okay. Correct. So, yes. you know, yes. Uh, thank you All for right. that, actually, because I do believe, I do know that I was incorrect. Um, and now I've killed myself. You, I'm making, fixing my notes. You Kill Me. Oh, this isn't bad. Oh, good. Well, it looks like a Guinness from here. So yeah, anyway, it is it is good. I like it. Good. This this week, uh, Matthew gets to go up first. Michelle will be our monkey in the middle, uh, mm-hmm. our lucky Pierre, and I will uh, play cleanup on these two songs. So let's real quick take a dip into Paradise, hear a little bit, and then hear what Matthew has to say about it. fantastic song one of my um teenage favorites absolutely because uh it's Mm. got this whole ska part and i was super into punk ska there was a really good punk ska scene around uh in victoria around the same time uh that i was getting into no means no really i don't know about 16 17 years old there was pressure cooker um and all kinds of fun bands to go and jump around to and um so yeah it's like a little bit of a lighter hearted uh, no means no thing and you know honestly we 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 last week uh, or last episode we talked about victoria and it sort of reveals some of their feelings about victoria but i think this is also an ode to victoria um because of you know this is no paradise and everybody talks about how beautiful victoria is all the time mm. um but then uh the the only lyrics to speak of is sort of like 
what's going on. And um, then there's just Andy in the left channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this just is great. Going on about something so in the most <laughs> bored voice. Um, <laughs> I was born with the help. <laughs> Of my mother, of my mother, and the doctor, and the doctor. <laughs> but I'm not born again. <laughs> um, and then he talks about <laughs> this boring ass job, and uh, we'll have to ask him because I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of put myself out here and see if I can guess. It's either at Woodward's or at Woolco, neither of which <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> Those are department stores, right? Because I think I yeah. like he was. Oh, he a, says I worked in a department shipping. store in a shopping mall. No, doing paint, selling paint is selling what he paint. says in the. Oh, yeah. To dorks. Every day, Every day I deal, deal with, with dorks. dorks. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> That's so, uh, good. so great. That's hilarious. So, uh, much of that uh, sort of tongue in cheek humor that uh, this is the how I felt in Victoria. So it was like this boring. Uh, it's kind of mundane existence and then going and jumping around to something every so often. Um, yeah, it's uh, what's going on. It's only what you make going on is what's going on in Victoria at that time. Uh, so I don't know. Um, sort of like an upside and a downside. Uh, and I don't know. Um, there's so many of my favorite things like, oh, Ha ha ha! So it's these little uh, interjections that they do at the end. Um, it's incredibly tight, of course, musicianship. Um, I didn't write a lot about the uh, the music itself, except like even there's a little bit of a like ska sound yeah, at one point. Um, what, made with an instrument, or no, 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 just the, the one that voice. ska people do with their voices. Yeah, so I don't oh. uh, think it's particularly like anti-ska because people got very anti-ska after all of that. Um, what? But I don't know. Sure. How can you be anti-ska? It's like giving the band nerds a chance to be in a cool punk band. That is a good way of <laughs> good looking point. at it. That's a, that's exactly that's a great it is, way to yeah. put it. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, not much to say except that it's just a favorite and it makes me remember um, being a no means no fan when in my in my teens. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Wicked. All right. Like, so yeah. So Victoria. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. A good a good one to come off a of last week's episode, right? Like that's it's great to kinda it's a trilogy almost. Oh yeah. Or, and the, the staccato, a yeah. little bit more staccato ending, and then the little <laughs> little <Yeah. laughs> piano bit at the very very end oh, yeah 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 <laughs> so much skill and so much humor and like yeah bored and totally amped up at the same time it's like yeah exactly quintessence nice all right michelle how about you what do you think of this one well you stole my thunder matthew saying the lyrics but i'm gonna read it anyways because it's funny let's all say it together i was born all of us together i was born i was born in a hospital. I was born, I was born with the help with of my, my mother and a, doctor. and a doctor. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for, for protecting me. That's okay. Well, I got your that. back. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Grab every crunchy snack you've got and enjoy the taste and sound of it. This is oh. a wicked cool, ter- tremendous collage of attitude, humor, and spunk. One more example of the punk. They put the punk in spunk. 
I think the funniest thing is this, is Andy's super bored, monotonous doldrums intertwined with the chaos going on in the back. Watching John tear this up would have just killed me, and I love that mm. this song gives him both the straightforward grooves, but also plenty of spastic jazz opportunities to tear it up. There's another fantastic high-pitched squeal in there that mm. welcomes in the more calmed ending. Rob's trill in there completely kills me and makes me smile because it's kind of dorky, too. You can faintly hear a piano at the very end, which is cool. A kick-ass song with tons to chew on. Nice. There was a line I wanted. I wrote down that I liked it. I want to say it. That the what it's line, saying. Come on, this fun. The, 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 the in the ska bit. It was eh. a baseline like a muscular tentacle. Oh wait, you got you cut out on my audio. What'd you say? What? <laughs> a baseline like a what? Like a muscular tentacle. Oh, nice. It's just like a sinuous, muscular tentacle of a baseline. That's a good line. That's a good line. Bring it. So, so I have to. I mean, I guess we're we've got to be honest on this podcast. Like, this is not a song I've. I really, 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 really enjoyed listening to it this time around. This has been a song that for the majority of my time, knowing no means no, I didn't give any oh, fucking two oh, shits or credence about oh, oh, it. It just skipped oh, right over me. I don't know why. Like, there's just those songs. Plenty of them you both have breezed over <laughs> that are some of my favorites, right? So it just happens. But this one I never gave I never gave the time of day to. As a matter of fact, the part that interested me the most always was wondering if anybody ever did send no means no thoughts, <laughs> lyrics, and words because Andy asks them to, right? Like, if you have anything to say, just mail us at the post office box care of the address on the back of this record. Uh, and I've wondered if they ever got anything from that. Um, but I, everything you guys have said is absolutely right. I mean, I grew up in a, in a super small town, too. It was really podunk fucking town. And... Um, that feeling of just that crushing fucking boredom and crushing working at a stupid dead end job, just wanting to get the fuck out can completely relate to that. And this song really captures that along with, as you both put it out, the energy that's sort of really great. This is just a really fun punk energy in this song. It's the got a punky kind of feel to it. Absolutely. You can dance to it or pogo to it. It's um, with giant shoes. And uh, <laughs> I love the music. I love the energy behind it. I love the monotony. I love the humor. I like it much more now than I, I think I used to. And I clearly was an idiot for never giving it the, uh, the credence that it deserved. It also, as we've talked about with other songs, for me, probably suffered in being the last song. Like, I was so exhausted. Mm. I would, was usually so exhausted by the time I got to this one. And this one is, you know, in a bit, it's kind of them taking the piss in a little bit. So I, didn't, I, I wasn't drawn into taking oh, it seriously. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But by the end of an album full of shit that I really had to yep. give my attention nope, to. My, my attention was kind of like, eh, whatever, I don't have to pay attention to it. So isolating it and just listening to it on its own, on its own did me good and mm. certainly made me appreciate this and not write it off because I think it used to be a song I kind of wrote off. It's like, that's not really a song. It's got music. It's got some words, but oh, it doesn't really feel like wow. a song. But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm hey. admitting I was wrong. No. I was I, wrong. Cause it's a, Please let me make uh, faces because I was thinking, <laughs> thank you. I, I've certainly have done that to you before. I know. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah. but I'm yeah. I'm repenting. I'm here begging forgiveness in front of everybody because oh. I'm I was wrong. I was wrong. This song is a banger and the musicianship is fucking crazy. And yep. always good as we have another one 
in this mix later that's completely humorous. It's always great to hear them really bust out and just super lean into being goofballs. They strike yeah. me as just genuine good goofballs, and you can mm-hmm. really hear it in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's great. I love it now. I, I love it. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic song. I don't think I have any other notes about it. Not a whole lot to say about this one, but thumbs up. Mm. All right. I'm uh, glad you've seen the light, young man. I, I have. I have seen the yeah. light. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's move on to a completely different song tonally, Under the Sea. Uh, and we're going to dip our toes into this one just a little bit. Everyone hold your breath. Here comes a little Dive, dive. <laughs> when uh, I, I'm always looking for patterns in, uh, in the, the the pairings that the terrible machine serves up to us. Oh, interesting. The second one's like, and I was disappointed and unfortunate because I'm like, oh, paradise and under the sea. That was a familiar. And then I looked it up and I thought it was the name of the prom in the, <laughs> the, the Back, Back to, to the, the future. future, but it's actually Enchantment Under the Sea. I was no, it's close. Mostly. That's it's close. close. <laughs> you dorks. They do both sound like prom themes, though. I mean, come on. So I, I yeah. gotta give you that, even if it's sure. not exact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is a song about the Dutch. <laughs> is it? I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah, they well. refer to a lot of Dutchy things. Um, talk about the. Um, let me see if I can. They passed the Dutchy. I like stars above the Zouder. The Zouder Z. Yeah. How do you, Zauderzee is, it's more like that. Zauder, it's uh, one of those weird Jeez. Dutch Christ. diphthongs. So the Zauderzee was, uh, yeah, inland sea and they filled it in, lived on it. Now it's um, the, the province of Flevoland. <laughs> Good job, guys. Um, I don't know. I have if no there's fucking a lot of, idea like, what you're talking about. This is underneath, great. Um, yeah, well. Educate uh, me. The whole thing that people know about about uh, the Netherlands is, I mean, the, the name Netherlands, like, under the sea. Um, they're they're down there, they're below the sea level, and um, my father in law is Dutch, and I still have a little bit of experience with some Dutchness, and I have a feeling, you know, the whole thing about holding back the sea and then fucking living in it. <laughs> It's just testament to how fucking stubborn those fuckers are. And I know we have a lot. <laughs> I know we have a lot of Dutch listeners. They're not going to disagree with me. Um, <laughs> no, they'll be first in line, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Fucking just fucking hey, man. Out, like we'll build a wall and stay alive. Okay, yeah. Good job, <laughs> dudes. Like Hey, they're doing better than some places. Come King, on King, now. King Canute, like uh, that famous thing about uh, you know, uh the, the, the power of kings is nothing compared to the power of God is the tide rose around his ankles. The Dutch are like, Yeah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> building a dike, building a lot of dikes, and then we're not only gonna just like you know, farm there, you know, live there. Um, Flavoland yeah. has like f- half a million people <laughs> well, on the shores of the Isomer. Um Anyway, uh, it's kind of a timely one as well to, to be um, come up uh, with this flooding that's going on in BC. There's uh, yeah, yeah. Chilliwack uh, we referred to in the last um, with the Sasquatch Stout from last episode. Um, yeah, there was a lake and they drained it and they... Um, it's a lake again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that bridge fixed? Uh, it's it's still so fucked up out there. And I feel so bad. Oh, Fuck. man. Everybody's yeah. hoarding things, too, I hear. No, they, I uh, read. they got the military in there building a dike. Um, Jesus they, Christ. Uh, keep the river in where the river uh, normally is, rather than where it Shit. wants to be. Hmm. Anyway, that's, uh, this is no one near here. No <laughs> Talk about the song some more. How about that? Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, sung lyrics instead of spoken. I, I kind of like the Ceylon, um, look for me. Uh, sung lyrics as opposed to the spoken of the rest. It's like kind of flying over the flatland, uh, flying over mm. the, the flatness that is Holland. Um, I don't know. There is if there's sort of metaphorical stuff that, uh, you know, the Dutch, they also have a very good sense of humor in, in, uh, in my experience. But, I mean, maybe that's it, – it's, it's – rich country powerful country very precarious country like physically that's got to like stress you out on a like cultural level that uh, you know we're keeping the ocean out the ocean's pretty strong you know dudes like and at the end um <laughs> at the end of the song you know then oh comrades what's that sound like, <laughs> yeah the, the water starts to come in and the music gets all chaotic um the guitar goes up several octaves just like the water would be rising up um, screaming guitar over the orderly marching section from the start, which is pretty cool. Um, eventually, that stress gets to you. Eventually, the sea will rise and it'll get to you too. Um, I don't know. The whole most the, the Netherlands. It seems like they're just operating in the red all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I noticed. Uh, you know, the Ceylon. Look for me. Um, Ceylon seems, sounds a lot like the, uh, the Dutch pronunciation of their southernmost province, Zeeland. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Nice. Sealand, oh, literally, but, uh, it's, it's like, yeah, it's the southernmost. It's a bunch of fucking peninsulas and stuff. And, uh, most of it's underwater <laughs> or water. <laughs> so maybe it's a little, his little acknowledgement to, uh, that, uh, old Zealand, because that's the Zealand that New Zealand was named after. Mm. Um, Ceylon. I feel like I'm in uh, geography class here. Yeah, well, why not? It's a song about why geography. I, I, no, this is, I, I of, need of to be. all their songs, this is the most geographically uh, oriented that I can think of, pretty much. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of, unless uh, you guys can think of I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. I think it's pretty, pretty basic. It's about, like, some stubborn fucking people that decided to live in a very difficult place. Um, and uh, don't I don't we know, all? I have a lot of... Uh, I mean, they, they lost a member to the Netherlands, <laughs> so maybe they have a lot of respect for those people. I know they would always play in Groningen all the time, and um, we have a bunch of Dutch listeners, and they're probably laughing at my pronunciation. But you know what? 
Good, At least you're trying. It. You're trying. <laughs> it's more than Michelle and I will do. I can't even. I can't even take part in this. I don't even know. I I couldn't even find it. No, of course I know where it is on the map. But these little peninsulas you're talking about, I, <coughs> yeah. I don't know shit. Well, um, no shit. That's about it. Um, not one that really stands out to me all that much. Um, somehow, but uh, kind of a, a fun little uh, appreciate the Dutch song. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Michelle. What about you? Okay, I, I'm I'm wondering if I listen to the right song because I'm going <laughs> to tell you what I. Well, no, I'm serious. I'm going to tell you what I wrote, and then please, please tell me if you agree that you heard this too. Because I'm surprised you didn't mention this one thing. Matthew, because you and me both like the uh, drum set and those crash cymbals. That's coming later in my thing, but did you, you didn't even talk about those fucking crash cymbals John's playing in there. It's so complex at the end. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. No, uh, all right, all right. So I do this. Okay, look, look. Yeah, yeah, you heard the right one. This, this music is totally cool and interesting to me. It sounds like an army trouncing through the street, getting ready to take over a place and not giving a fuck. Now that's obviously a bit different from what Matthew was talking no, it about. Isn't. But that it's well, not but, really. That's very I think that's right on track. Yeah. I, well, the, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It just that's what the music sounds like to me. Mm. I love the way Rob's bass sounds in this. It's so menacing mm. and cool. Tom's guitar work is great in this too, and I really like listening to him stomping along with the rhythm section. John uses these cool crash cymbals to great effect in this, and it's a treat to hear. I love the sound of the floor toms that seem to have a flanger effect on them. It's probably in the middle to the middle end of the piece. Mm. This is probably one of my favorite songs on this record because I love my pissed off, no means no, full of snot and tearing up the room with snarly attitude. The ending of this song is really cool, and this would be another piece that I think would be great in a movie. It's killer and awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am... Buckle up! I've got eight pages in it. No, I'm kidding. I don't. Um, Whoa! Oh, I don't. Jesus uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I think you know. You both have said a lot of what I'd want to say. Let me go. Let me take a look at my notes here for a minute. But um, I really like this song. I think it's a, it's a, cool. It's a, what a thundering song about the yeah. Netherlands, right? And frankly, like, though here's a stupid Americanism, right? What we get raised on when we hear about the Netherlands when we're kids is just a little boy with his finger in the fucking dike, right? That's it. Don't teach that in no. school. Don't teach that dumb story. Teach this song. Like, put what this song talking? on. What are you talking Dude, about? The, the little kid who has his finger in the dike because it spr- no. sprouts a leak and he's got to put his finger I think in the dike. Of windmills and the, you know, those shoes. Well, good for you. I thought of the goddamn <laughs> little kid with his <laughs> okay, finger in the dike right. to prevent it from exploding. Is and it, doesn't he have his finger in the pie? No, it's a dyke. Up? Don't you know All what right. I'm fucking? Uh, I'm gonna shut Matthew, up. Matthew, no. am I crazy? Anyway, maybe no, it's just an American no. thing. No, right, it's no. not. I'm the stupid American. <laughs> so, but anyway, don't teach that anymore. Teach this song. What a, this song's a great. I mean, I think this is probably the only. I don't know. This is a real outlier for No Beats No to sing a song. Uh, to have, for them to write a song about a country. I mean, with their typical brilliant poeticism. Frankly, this beginning where. You start to figure out what they're talking about by talking about sunken ships on dry land and just all these evocative images of what it must have been like to see the bottom of the fucking ocean as they were draining it and then think, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to make tulip beds here. Fuck you, see? Yeah. It was, it's just, and I love the fact that, and this may be actually like a translatable thing in that this w- would be what it translates to, but the use of the word comrade so much, which uh, often yeah, yeah. the West will associate with communism, but to me just really... Mm-hmm. 
it's really this this term that has this feeling of the subsuming of the individual into the collective. This idea that mm. no, no, we're just a, a giant unit of a fucking country, fellow worker, kind of fellow worker, right? And the fact that he keeps using that to such great effect. And you both have talked about the music, had really good things to say about it. I love the fact that Rob, in particular. There's no syncopation. There's nothing. There's just these eighth notes, just ba 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 ba, just constantly this yeah. march of we're yeah. just industrious. It feels fucking industrious as fuck. Like yeah. nothing is gonna stop us. And like until dull as, eyes and shit. Just, well, I don't. It, it didn't feel dull to me as much. Just like no, I pictured dull eyes, like I, just looking forward and marching. Yeah, through, I, like, I, I pictured like a, one of those old WVA murals that they pose. You know, like of all the workers sort of gathering together to do a great work sort of thing. It's it's it's, it's just fucking love that. And until at the end, as you pointed out, Matthew, that what's that sound I hear? Is it water? Is it rushing water? And just makes me realize, as you, as you talked about too, like to live in a country where if you heard that sound, it's you're fucking done. Like it's you're done, right? That what is it like to live in a country where? Well, I guess we know now in our own way. <laughs> yeah. But to have that constant threat of just yeah, man, something fucking happens. New Orleans, dynamite in the wrong place. New Orleans, right? But um, really fucking interesting. But I, I, I mean, I, I can't think of another song that's as specific about well there is no other no means no song that's specific about a place or a people or a geography victoria it's very was. interesting well victoria so. that's a good point but that is <laughs> yeah. a, that is a cover that is a cover all so right, I'll, all I'll, right. i'm yep, gonna exempt yep, it yep, 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 but yep, there's all sorts yep. of great lines in here rob even when he's waxing lyrical about a country things like comrade must we stand alone does cold rain fall on hard stone such a great way of saying like fucking buckle up and just fucking deal with it, man. Yeah, we have to be alone. It's like, what is fucking, when it rains, it gets wet. Shut, you know, pull up your pants and shut the fuck up. There's all <laughs> just these great lines of stoicism, of of uh, just hard work and honesty, yeah. right? Like, these people do not fuck around. <laughs> and you really get that sense. Um, I love the, 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 um, the line about... Um, uh, uh, are those tears I see like stars above the Zouder Z, which is this, the Zouder Z doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Mm. So no, don't let me see you cry. You can't fucking cry. Crying doesn't exist anymore. Just like stars don't exist on the Zouder Z anymore. They're fucking gone. They're banished. Get to work. <laughs> Do your fucking shit. Cause we gotta, we gotta What's fucking make Zouder some. Z? So the Zouder Z is that inlet that, that Matthew was talking about oh, that, uh, okay. that doesn't exist anymore because they dammed it off. And now it's a bunch of land that oh, people live okay. on. So okay. to say stars upon the Zouder Z reflecting upon the Zouder Z, you can't see that anymore. It doesn't exist. can't see exist. the reflection. So I you see can't see my tears, can't see the stars, right? Hmm. Like his right. weird little pairings of lyrics are 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 beautiful, right? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I, Rob as a lyricist just never ceases to fucking blow me away. Um, and I love the musicianship and a bassist. in this. Basis. The bassist, and and to your point, Michelle, that I think a lot of one really shines in his bass tone. But this song, the bass tone is so good; it's so it's good, so farty. Um, I do feel I always wished the ending even went let loose a little bit more. It's one mm. of those songs where I always just I it gets turned up to nine, and I wanted it to go to eleven. <laughs> but I almost enjoy that tension of like it's not quite getting me off, but it's so close. Um, <laughs> It's like edging. It's an edging of uh, of uh, no meets no ending. But I I I really love the musicianship. I think the yes. lyrics are really poetic and great. I always did too wonder if this was a little bit of a 
a song for Andy or just the, you know, the Netherlands in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they enjoyed uh, playing there, but it's so specific about one country. Like why the fuck? I mean, I guess they did name one of their albums off of a famous German exit sign, but still this is, you know, one of the, uh, the most site specific songs I can yeah, think of. Where's your writing. Slovenia song guys. Yeah. Right. Slovenia. Where the fuck? Okay. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> out of retirement. Uh, so I love it. I think it's not my favorite song on one by a long stretch, but I really, it's really, a good one though. Really, really mm. I think it's it. cool. Oh, it's I love this song. Stompin'. It is stompy and the baseline mm-hmm. and the, the mm. tone, the production, I'd say the production on this whole album is fucking amazing, but you really get to hear it here. So yeah. thumbs up. I love it. Uh, it's got a good beat. You could dance to it. All right. Well, Jesus, this is a record. You know, it really did make me think about because of a, connection with uh with, with dutch people and everything like that I mean, what you were saying before it's like they did something crazy you know damned damned the ocean and, and like lived it um because you know you're um it's like that you somebody told them they couldn't do it right but, but you know um what will motivate a dutchie to do something fucking difficult tell them they can't do it tell no tell them they shouldn't they shouldn't <laughs> oh <laughs> yep yep <clears throat> Looking Goddamn. forward to all the replies of this one, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in a new record, we've actually just hit 30 minutes for our first pairing. This is a new fucking record, which uh, in terms of not going on forever and ever and ever. So You mean this was quick? This was quick. Oh, let's, okay. Uh, let's, let's do a vote. And Matthew, between Paradise and Under the Sea, where are you going? It's got to be Paradise for me by the dashboard light yeah because i still makes me want to jump around (laughs) michelle how about you i'm voting paradise by the dashboard light too however i'm giving a big thumbs up to under the sun man i think it's chonky and cool but i'm voting paradise it's it's actually under the sea but we won't dock you for your what did i say uh, under the sun under this under the sun Oh, you know what? It's the way I wrote it. It's my handwriting. Mm-hmm. I can't even under the sea. I can't read no, my no. handwriting. Under the sea's cool. So I'm incredibly glad that Paradise is going through. I'm going to give my vote to Under the Sea because I want <gasps> one to have some votes. And frankly, prior to my having listened to the to Paradise a lot for this round, I would have given it to Under the Sea in a minute because I just never took Paradise seriously. However, had both of you not voted for it for some reason, I, I might have had a different vote. So I feel safe ah. giving it to Under the Sea. Uh, but I really like it. And I really like these long uh, Rob epics. Yeah. So No, it's mm-hmm. cool. I, I'm, I'm throwing that in because I can do Thank it Thank you for your support. But Paradise Going to Paradise Under the Sea is being sunk to the bottom, unfortunately. And we are Those going Spongebob's to he- down there. Yep, Spongebob and uh, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. We're going to dip oh. over to a listener submission, mm-hmm. but sounds like Matthew had something to say here. Do you real have quick. To pee no, or just, something? no, I don't. But um, we're doing a SpongeBob thing at work. We have to build a, what? It's, it's like some sort of musical. And uh, today, I had to, I had to take delivery of like three hundred pool noodles. They're going to make a big like beaded curtain out of pool noodles. And the other day, I had to calculate the volume for storage of like. 600 pool noodles. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's what I had to use math to do. That oh. is, uh, that is some fantastic math you got there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyways. Where did you get all those at this time of year? My God. I know. That's the thing. I don't yeah. even know how they're tracking them down. So uh, anyway. That's yeah. Throwing them from everybody's pool. 
That's so we're gonna mm. we're gonna have a listener submission, but I want to remind everyone for the for the second week running now here, and this will be a, a, a ongoing thing. I hope I'm gonna let you know the phone number <gasps> where you can call us to no pranks answer us our questions three. Uh, you know what does no means no mean to you? Uh, how did you encounter no means no? And a no means no story if you got one or. If you don't want to do any of that and you just want to call up and yell at us or say nice things or tell us why we were wrong or right about a particular pick, whatever you want. Much like like Andy in Paradise who says, I'm running out of things to say. If you can think of any thing to say, you know, leave something at the post office box at the back of the record. Well, now we have a phone number instead. So do that. And it is area code 415-493-8630. You know what I'm going to need to add on to that? Because I don't know dick all about this. You know, I don't know you're going to add don't code. drink and dial. Country code yeah, there you go. one. No, no, please. Oh, country code one. Because we're number one. Uh, <laughs> and so, we in Canada are also number one. Yeah, yeah. But you were number one second. So, you know, let's not. <laughs> oh, let's, uh, whatever. Hey, hey, hey. Let's just. Code. Hey, hey, hey. The country hey, code is just, also uh, one. Yeah. yeah. Let's just, uh, let's just uh, you know. Did we give him right. a hand? No, no. I was giving it to him. Um, so. Listener submission this week is going to be read by Brother Matthew. Matthew, you want to read uh, David's yes, submission for us? Okay, we've got a submission from David Luscious. Lichius Lichius. I don't know how to pronounce that, but hopefully he'll correct us. Um, Lich is a, is a D&D monster, and it's also Scandinavian for dead body, because I watch a lot of noir. So he's Yay! a dead, dead body ES. David, he's a dead, dead soul. Body ES. Yeah. <laughs> if you grew wow. up in early 1980s, the advent of the dual cassette recorder was an absolute boon when it came to discovering new music. From a utilitarian perspective, you could fit a lot of fucking songs on a 90-minute cassette tape. Mm. So it was around 1990 that I got one from my childhood best friend. It had Dark Ages on one side and Beauty and the Beast on the other. I've never looked back. The same friend was the most instrumental person in my discovery of largely underground rock. Minor Threat, Fugazi, The Dead Milkman, oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> Violent Femmes, and Dead Kennedys yeah. were my f- first favorite bands. However, it was Jello Biafra's Alternative Tentacles label that was most vital when it came to new bands and music. Being on a soon-to-be-iconic and infamous vocalist's record label is a very good thing. Guilt by Association absolutely led to sales of records from bands you wouldn't have purchased otherwise. Alice Donut, DOA, Victim's Family, and others would not have come to my attention that easily, if not for Alternative Tentacles. Mm -hmm. As one's tastes change and evolve through the years, a stridently political and blunt band like No Means No, sorry, like DOA is what he said, uh, might fall to the bottom of the box and soon find its way to one cell pile. No Means No are a band that's never gone away. The first No Means No CD I purchased was Live and Cuddly. My mentality nice. in buying a live record before the studio albums is that it too was a mixtape that went with only one band during the duration. I listened to that disc over and over. For a year or two, I even mixed up the speaking voices of Rob Wright and the then anonymous Andy Kerr. And because it was the early 90s, the photo of John Wright on the back cover was the only photo I had of the band for a year or two. Oh, see, same. I get that. I totally yep, get same. that. God, who who are these fucking guys? Yeah. God. Nerds. Catching the band live? Nope. First, it was because I was under 18. Then it was lack of car ownership. 
Then I had wow. just had to wait for the boys to come through town. For four years, I was studying in Lawrence, Kansas. I saw Alice Dota again. I saw DOA. I remember Joey Shithead was wearing jogging shoes on stage. Serious rockers <laughs> never wore sports stuff on stage, man. I even went to a marathon Jello for spoken word performance. I waited, but there was no, no means no. All this town, I worried that the band would break up before I saw them. I had the bandwidth in those days to worry about shit like that. Last, <laughs> the wait ended in 1999 with No Means No with Unsane and Royal Grand Prix at a coffee house, read Warehouse, in a suburb outside of Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. Uh, or Missouri. Uh, the Missouri. crappy part yeah. was I had to leave early for a job, so that sucked. My first unimpeded show was in March 2001 at the Creepy Crawl in St. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, the adrenaline from that show <laughs> lasted for hours. I'm sure I had a stupid smile on my face for longer than that. I was also deaf for a few days afterwards. Good hmm. fucking times. My story isn't uh, really a story, more of an anecdote, a piece of shit trivia from my punk rock memoirs. My final <laughs> No Means No show was at the Record Bar in Kansas City, Missouri. It was 2011-ish. I am nearing my 40s. I made a point to stand close, but not close enough to have to worry about any rouge, rogue, oh, Rogue knees or elbows. Uh, however, near the end of the set, minimum safe difference, distance wasn't safe enough, and I was body checked to the floor. My glasses oh. flew off my head and were stepped on. I was so pissed. Oh. At a no means no show? Really? I left early. I had to drive home oh. with one hand on the steering wheel and one hand holding the remainder of my spectacles in the other. In 30 years of going to shows, it was the only time I broke my glasses during a concert. Oh, well, there's always the next show. You always think there's going to be one more show. Sad trombone. So yeah, I, when he sent this in, I'm like, yes, totally. Somebody fucking gets it. The bespectacled fellow at the show, which I was at the time, you don't want those fucking elbows. You nope. don't want to go anywhere yeah. here. It fucking fucks with your enjoyment of the show. So fuck yeah. all y'all who think that it's fun to throw elbows. No shit. Go. My 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 experience of shows from the when I first started seeing them in the early nineties to late in the twenty twelve, whatever. <laughs> Everybody's was getting so older. different. I was in the fucking pit at the beginning, and in that last <laughs> one, I was like off the going like, You goddamn kids, settle down. <laughs> You're too crazy. Back in my day. Oh, I was doing that shit. <laughs> Even Rob was like that too. Like, oh, get, of out, course. get out of here. Yeah, he he's just got play more my pissed show, as they went on. Christ. Exactly. <laughs> just trying to play some music. Fucking God damn it. Cool your tits. Cool your tits. God damn it. <laughs> so thank you so much, David Deadbody ES, uh, for your Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. It was fantastic. Excellent yeah. stuff. Excellent stuff. Um, really, I mean, th- re- seriously, hearing from all of you is a highlight for us. It's a bit of fuel to keep us going. So if you want yeah. us to keep doing this fucking thing, you know, send in a word now and again. We'd love to hear it. Call us, write us, uh, yell at us somehow. Uh, we'd love to oh. hear it. Um, okay. And. Now we're going to give you some more of that sweet, sweet juice to yell at. Uh, from my mind, now, so I was a little bit, not reticent, but I didn't have a lot to say on these first two songs, I realized that. But um, for better or worse, that's not going to be the case on the second round, where I've got far... F- going to get I'm your on, Jordan fixed. Let's see, I'm on page two of my notes right now talking about these songs, and it's a seven-page thing, so we'll see where I get. Um, okay, a lot of Are that is... Are you serious? Yeah, a lot of that is Andy's corrections and that what we just read, oh, so right, that's right, not right. All right, all right. But anyway, all that said, a lot to say that's too meta. Let me just tell you what the songs are, because we've waited long enough. We've got, to start, The Future is a Past, the secret song off All Roads Lead to Ausfart, 2006, Mm. versus 
You know it, you love it. Now, <laughs> off zero plus two equals one, 1991. And again, I know we've talked about this already off air or through Facebook Messenger. What a fucking pairing of all the songs <laughs> to put up against yeah. each other. What a pairing. Yes, totally very different, but two songs explicitly about the nature of time and our existence within it. So pretty fucking great. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to go first on this last round. But first, before we do that, uh, we are going to dip a little bit into the past and pull up this song. Time, time, what is time? Swiss manufactured, French hoarded, Italian squandered, Americans say it is money, Hindus say it does not exist. You know what I say? I say time is a crook. I went up with my umbrella and looked a little grim. The sky was black, the air was cold, the day was gray and dim. But as I strolled toward my goal, the sun burst through the clouds. I threw down my umbrella and then I cried out loud, the future is a past that hasn't happened yet And everybody knows that what you see is what you get But the movies in your mind is a place you cannot find And if you see ahead, you are missing your behind to the airport I tried not to be late but I was very nervous as I walked up to the gate I dreamed I all right the future is a past hopefully all of you have heard this uh I love I don't think on the CD this is credited right like they don't know it really was a secret song yeah um yeah. and so I remember it's an extra track but it's like yeah it, it takes like, yeah but I I, a minute and a half it, to start no it's uh 26 I, I looked exactly it's 26 seconds in of silence okay nerd and then it kicks in. Uh, we've got this great Peter Lorre quote in the beginning from um, uh, an old black and white film, Beat the Devil, which I've never seen and probably never will see. A great quote about uh, about time. Peter Lorre, who I only know from Bugs Bunny cartoons, who was often mocked in those early Buzz Bunny, Bugs Bunny cartoons, which I also think is very appropriate because this whole song has a sort of Bugs Bunny feel, especially the whole... <laughs> sounds great out of a fucking Bugs Bunny that. cartoon. <laughs> um, this is a incredibly unusual, very fun, and frankly, deceptively deep song in the No Means No canon. You can <laughs> listen to this and think, ah, that's a fucking lark. They are tearing apart the, f- the foundations of philosophy when you really listen to this song, this is a, this is Rob look at you and going like, yeah, I can make a fuck you song that actually has a lot to fucking say. This guy is a master. Musically, I love this. It sounds like someone, one of those characters who's sitting, who's got the bass drum strapped to his back and the cymbal on his head and he's got a, uh, oh, you know, yeah, a little yeah, organ. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got like, that's what it is he's got like a hundred instruments just going "Eh, eh, eh, eh," you know and uh, i love that feeling the the goofiness of the delivery the goofiness of the music is just 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 fantastic Um, (laughs) it could be a showbiz shine song yeah yeah yeah. but uh, but underneath that it's I think it's got a lot to say so this these are my this is my interpretation of it anyway you've got that first verse and again the reason I think it's a good pairing is I really feel like this in part is a real great song about our experience of being in time and 
this to me has always been a deep, deep, deep obsession with me. I am very obsessed with the nature of time, done a lot of reading into it, a lot of thinking about what it means. It's one of these things we take for granted and nobody actually understands it. It's not philosophers, not scientists. You may think they do. They really do not. It's a complete unknown. And at its root, even physicists do not agree as to what it is or what it means and why we experience it like we do. So, of course, No Means No is going to explore this topic better than any other artist that I've yet encountered. I'm sure there are many others who have, but I, I haven't found them. So that first verse, it starts in talking about, you know, grabbing the umbrella, looking outside because it looks stormy. Looks like a storm is brewing, so got to be prepared. You're going outside only with to the sun to burst out on a glorious day. I don't need this umbrella. I'm going to throw it out. Fuck it. It's a glorious day. Okay, well, fun little verse. But really, this is setting up the idea that what do we do all the time? We look at current conditions and we try to predict into the future. We try to see what's going to happen by looking at what we see and, and, and using our logic to say, this is what the future is going to be. I better bring that umbrella. But guess what? It's often fucking wrong and you just don't fucking know. Why? Because the future is a past that hasn't happened yet, right? We don't know what's going to happen in the future. It doesn't exist. It's not real yet. And by the time it is real, it's already past. It's already gone. The future is always just a past that hasn't happened, but we mm. barely see it go before it's a fucking past. And what we see is what we get. It's what is in front of us right now is all that's real. But that's a very, as more we'll see in the next song, it's a very, <laughs> very exactly. ephemeral, ephemeral fucking thing. And I love the, the, the line about the pictures in your mind is a place Movies. you cannot find. Yeah. The mo no, sorry. The movies in your mind is a place you cannot find. This is a very deep idea, right? Like our entire lives are experienced in this completely subjective world no. that has no physical location. That's your all Your intentions are never how they pan out. <laughs> They're never how we pan out. And also like we live in a world that is completely fictitious in its own way. Like it's not, it, you can't locate it. You can't locate where you live. We live in a completely subjective world. Rob <clears throat> goes again and again back to this well. And one of my favorite songs in the world we haven't gotten to, I think, deals with this better than anything else. And I won't talk about it any more than that. But that vast gulf between what's outside and what's inside. And that what's inside is all we can really experience. But it's completely ephemeral. <laughs> and, and you can't find it on any map. And yet, it's all you have. It's all that is. And then, of course, that great bit of uh, the, the great gag of... And if you see a head, meaning either forward or the future or, or a head, somebody's head, then you're missing yeah. your behind, which is your past or your ass. Or your right? Like what a, <laughs> what a what a beautiful what a beautiful funny fantastic philosophical pun, right? Like this is the kind of song I can imagine playing for a room of like drunk philosophy students, and they'd just be busting their asses off if they listen carefully at how cleverly worded this shit is about some deeply ontological concepts uh, in its own way. And then we get to the next verse. I know it sounds like I've already talked about a whole song, but I haven't. The next verse, which iterates on that theme of planning ahead, but this time he's shown up to the airport ready to take a trip, but he has a weird feeling and he has a dream about an albatross. And the albatross, as any of us known who studied the rhyme of the ancient mariner from junior high or high school, whenever you read it by uh, uh, Coolidge, is a deep omen of doom. So the albatross is a deep symbol of doom and destruction. And especially if it's if it's dead or killed, but in this sense, I'm just going to pick it as a, as, a, as a nice compact image of doom. So he has this presentiment of doom. Why? Who the fuck knows? But then what happens? Oh, the plane 
crashed and everyone died. So we had this, this fleeting vision of an albatross, this symbol of doom and destruction. And then what do you know? The plane died. So thank God he wasn't on it. Right. So here's this pretentious feeling of doom leading, giving him a presentiment of what really happened. Was that real? I don't know, right? Like, I'm sure Rob doesn't think it is, but all of us, even if we believe it or not, we live in a, in a culture, in a society where that's at least something we contend with, that belief in others, the idea that you can somehow feel or know the future. So we have this first verse where he's just looking outside and thinks he knows the future, and he doesn't. This next verse where he's having a pretentious feeling or dream about the future, and you know, it, it, it through, you know, the symbolism ends up being true. I don't think Rob is saying that it really is, but interesting that he takes those two kind of tines on the fork right next to each other. And then we've got this, um, this last verse with the guy facing death, um, finds out he's got cancer, takes a pill, going to kill himself. Right. Says a quick pair, a uh, quick prayer. And then <laughs> that fantastic line of, learning that when he walks into the light, his uh, head is up his own ass. He's been living, the world is in his colon and he's been living up his ass, which is a great way of kind of <laughs> twisting the knife and just saying like, yeah, man, we're all just living our own subjective fucking worlds. In the end, that's all you've got. That's all you have is what's inside your own fucking ass. You know, what's inside of yourself. <laughs> but it's such a great fucking punchline and the great way that he 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 delivers it is so fucking mm -hmm, funny. Mm -hmm. The gravity of the message over like contrasted against the hilarity of the delivery and the music and how unserious the music sounds. It's just great. I, mean, I don't know that you know I don't know what other band but no means no could pull this off to have Exactly, right. to have right. a song that if you don't really listen to it, it just sounds like a it reminds me of a Dr. Demento song. And if you guys ever listened to Dr. Demento back oh, in the day. Oh yeah. But this could have easily been on, you know, replay on that show back in the day. Um mm -hmm. an incredibly fun little ditty with a stark but strikingly real message. I love it. Fucking great. All right, Michelle. Yep, and I'll be the one talking about the music because I didn't listen to any of the words, but yeah, <laughs> Dr. Demento. Okay, No Means No with a ukulele. Mm. This is 99 bottles of beer on the wall gone mad. This is a fucking riot, and I love the cheesy keys. The ukulele solo is hilarious, and Rob's delivery is just so funny, and I can't get enough of how much this song makes me smile. Near the end of that, will you do it again, Jordan? <laughs> Sample directly the from a more like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Oh, but yeah. the, the last so the last good. note that they do just makes no sense with the music that's happening at the time, and it's just so fucking funny. This song sounds like the band broke into a music store at two a.m. trying not to wake up. <laughs> Trying not to wake the neighbors. <laughs> oh, that's great. In a strange way, even this little wonder encompasses everything about the band that I love, and I could think it would be a perfect song to end their show. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, huh? Nice. Right there. Nice. Cool. <laughs> I don't know that they ever played it, or I listen, maybe. Oh, God, it, it wouldn't be. It. Wouldn't yeah. it be great? Uh, yeah. Jeez. They could even do an acapella probably with just John yeah. doing some Foley work like they did on the uh, forward to death. She got to have the ukulele though there. No, That's no, the you're, right. you're right. You're right. Ukulele is a riot. I, I keep thinking all right, about Matthew. all the listeners thinking about the, how much you guys have talked about something that it's probably most people think of as a throwaway song. And I've got something that you guys hadn't even touched on. I didn't wrote down. I knew that you'd oh. get into the time stuff, but I've discovered 
Um, the the last the last section where they say, um, I don't want any more of our. I wanted you to life. talk about that. Yeah. Gee, mom, I want to go back to Ontario. Oh, yeah, 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 Gee, yeah. mom, I want to go yep. home. Go on, territory. So that is a song which I, I didn't know very much about, but he's cribbed the 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 meter and the structure of every uh, every verse in this song from that. And it's mm. a song which was apparently originally sung by Canadian soldiers. Um, and it was just something to kind of break the ice. So people in a really difficult, you know, war is boredom <coughs> interspersed with horror. And so it, it's right, just like right. it was a way to um, for soldiers to kind of be easy enough to understand. They could make up their own lyrics. And this song, this little song originally sung by Canadian soldiers got passed around the Commonwealth. The, the Commonwealth uh, troops and then uh, the American various uh, armed forces. And then subsequently into as a camp song and like the scouts right. sing it. Um, and it's a way to break the ice. It's a way to bring in outsiders. Cause you can mm-hmm. like make up your own verse. It's mm, fairly simple. Yeah. Right. Like that, which is really fucking cool. Um, it is cool. Lead belly covered it in 1947. Oh, oh nice. shit. Holy shit. Which is uh, certainly something that, that Rob would have been aware of, and he he didn't use the Ontario line uh, or any of that. But uh, you know, some of them was like they say that in the army, the food is mighty fine. Mighty fine. The biscuit, <laughs> the the, oh, the the biscuits are, are are very fine. One jumped off the table and killed a pal of mine. Killed a friend of mine. Oh, <laughs> I don't want no more of army life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what it is, and that's where it's from. You know, that's like, great. Uh, uh, they say that in the army, the the the, the girls are mighty fine. We ask for Betty Grable, they send us Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, they say that in the army, the money is is really fine. They give us fifty dollars and they take back forty nine. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember the, that line. Yes, I do. Yeah the, yeah. the penetration of this though is pretty interesting. I was like sort of reading through YouTube comments, and it's even in the Indian Army, which is a Commonwealth Army as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I found this. They stated in the army, the food is mighty fine. You ask for a biryani and they serve you serve you intestine. <laughs> 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 uh, so great. What was um, the one? They say that in the army, the beer is mighty fine. What was the beer line? Uh, turpentine. It, it looks like it looks like muddy water and tastes like turpentine. Like turpentine. That's what it was like, yeah. <laughs> or no, that was coffee. It was coffee. Yeah. The coffee in the army. Well, it works with beer like too. That's or great. whiskey. Yeah, I think I said or that whiskey. Yeah. whiskey. Tastes yeah. like turpentine. Because you can't put them on your Uh-oh. Anyway, it's hard to run. Uh, it's, it's kind of nice that there's like that callback that, you know, it's a sort of a silly song in a serious situation, but also something that's yeah. intended to uh, yeah, make everybody great. feel uh, camaraderie and inclusion. Um, so there you go. It's excellent like, point, Matthew. That's, that's excellent. Great. That's great. All right. Anyway, well. A lot to say about uh, more than I ever thought we'd <laughs> <laughs> that me I too. That song, yeah. Me too. Listen, but there it is. It's but, a doozy. Um, it's cool. Let's move on to this fucking song. Um, uh, right now, we're gonna pardon that. Uh, we're gonna listen to a bit of that song. Here you go. Who knows the things that I have felt? Who knows what I have done? And if I have the courage, I pour into your jar all the things that I have 
right. So, I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yep. Come yep. on. Yep. Yep. This yep. song, yep. first of all, one of the best openers from a band oh, yeah. that is full of amazing openers. A Hands song down. that cements the idea right off the bat that zero plus two equals one is Rob at the top of his lyric game. I don't know what fucking books he was balls deep in at this point, but this guy <laughs> was snorting some grade A fucking philosophy and thought. Uh, and spewing it back out at us. I, holy shit. So I actually, oh, man. I got wrote, a bed. I got a bad for this song, man. I wrote, <laughs> I, a, I, I wish I still had this. I don't have it anymore, but I wrote a paper about this song in college <laughs> for, for a class on time and human consciousness. Oh, and they cool. wanted us to write a song about, or they wanted us to write a paper about, um, I think we read Thomas Mann's The Magic Mountain, which is a pretty good book. That's a really good book, but uh, they wanted us to to write a paper about some piece of pop culture that had to do with time, and most everyone's was pretty was pablum in my opinion. Uh, you had the dark side of the moon get thrown in there, shit like that. But I, I put this one in there, and I think uh, cool. I, I remember my my professor was like, "What the fuck is this song?" Um, yeah. Anyway, plus, this uh, so I mean again, this is gonna be this is this is one of my favorite No Means No songs. It's not I'm not gonna say it's my favorite, but it's one of my favorite. I love this song. I one of my things I love about remembering about this song is I I had this I'll call him an acquaintance. I wouldn't really say he was a friend, but he was acquaintance on my year going home from college back to my small town. And there was this guy who always had a lot of weed, so I hung out with him because he had a lot of weed. <laughs> and that was a big deal back then because you couldn't just buy some. it. I did. And uh he was really into country music. And uh I really wanted to play No Means No, and he always wanted me to play this song. He was deeply into country music, but he loved this fucking song. So he was like, hey, play cool. that song by that band. What's that song now? Play that song. And he fucking cool. loved it. We'd get really high and just listen and listen and listen. So it's got a lot of crossover appeal. I think we've talked before about what songs we play for people that hadn't really heard No Means No that much. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely, I think, mm -hmm. one of the bangers mm -hmm. you could play. It's got a lot of appeal. But it doesn't sacrifice any of the depth. <clears throat> it doesn't sacrifice any of the quality, right? It's I mean, not that they they never do, but it's I think it's got the, a really broad appeal. So anyway, let's talk about the meaning first. And um, apologies if I go too deeply into this. And I have also found for myself that the songs I care about the most and have the most to say about, I'm least coherent about. So we'll just see if that holds true. Leave us so, some honeyed confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't have any anymore. <laughs> I, my confidence is waning as the weeks go on. Um, so a song about time. I've heard a lot of people in the past say this is a song about sex, um, which there's probably a bit of that in there, but I don't agree. Right. Hard, hard disagree. I, I love the fact that No Means No can talk about, can be interpreted so many different ways. So I'd love to hear a deep dive into that interpretation, but that's not the interpretation I'm going with, even though I think it has, it comes up a little bit. Um, but probably one of the most profound songs about time I've ever heard. So the poetry in this is unfucking real. Um, you know, fuck time on Dark Side of the Moon, any of those other ones. Downright pedestrian, in my opinion, po poetically, in terms of what's how, how Rob phrases his ideas and his passion uh, in this. It's just fucking amazing. Um, so you got that first verse. We all know it right now. If I had the courage, I'd pour into your jar. Uh, um, I'm just going to read it because we all have to hear it. Now, if I had I the courage, it. I I'd pour into your jar all the things that I have heard you whisper in the dark. And when that jar was heavy with your honeyed confidence, honeyed confidence. I'd put it to my lips and drink its meaning, drink its and, its meaning sense. and its sense. Fuck you. That is beautiful. <laughs> Fuck you. 
That is so <laughs> beautiful. And down to the idea, for me anyway, this is how deeply I dive into this fucking lyric. Jar, yes, that's something that we use to preserve things, right? But jar is also what they used, the canopic jars were what they used to put organs for the mummies in. When they would pull the, the, the organs out of mummies, they'd put them in canopic jars to preserve, oh, to keep fuck. the viscera. The jars were what the Dead Sea Scrolls were kept in. They were these containers that held ancient wisdom. To put things in a jar has so much weight. It's not, I'd write them in a book or whatever. He says, I'll put them in a jar. And that just has that resonance that immediately made me go, fuck, this, this like reaches out to like, it. Well, it's not just preserved, but he says that in a way that re- that that resonates out to all these other, I don't know, deeply historical and kind of esoteric meanings of it's what that means. It's also a good word for the for the lyrics too. Though. It's amazing Jar for the lyrics, of, cor- of course, of course. Yeah. And this idea of taking everything that the person that you love the most, I would assume, right, from saying you know, uh, uh, you know, whisper in the dark, the person that's lying next to you, whispering in the dark, those are going to be, those going to be those secrets shared between two human beings. That's going to be the, the truths that maybe you don't say to anybody else. Those are those things that, that are deeply felt, but, but little said, little expressed. And this idea that you want to take all of them, collect all of them and hold them in a container so that you can all at once drink it and understand the meaning and the sense of what you mean to this person and what this person means to you, rather than having to experience that as we normally do through our memory or through our future. It's like, no, how beautiful would it be to just be able to collect all of that and in this moment, like the orgasm, like the moment of sex, where we physically feel that release of connection, what would it be to take all of that emotional connection and, and collect it into one fucking vessel and be able to just drink it all at once, like the fucking beer? I'm going to raise <laughs> my glass to that and drink a little of this honey scent. Well, I, I signaled, listeners, I signaled us for that little toast there. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I, that first verse is just so fucking gorgeous. And then moving right into it has no end. So let's pretend it's now. Time as, cool. far as, far, time, as far as we know, has no ending and no beginning. We don't understand it, as I already said, and it really has no beginning or no ending. So to say we just have to pretend it's now. And one thing I forgot to mention that I wrote in my notes that I'm seeing, I love that the song starts with now if I had the courage. So he uses oh. the word now. He uses the word now as a conjunction, right? So he's using now in all of its fucking forms. He's he's sure as a poet, as Rob, and the smart right. guy that he is to make sure to use that word in every form that it can be used. Anyway, so then we get to um, the second verse. This nothing could be plainer than things have, that, can't, that have been done. I won't read everything out to you. Go back and listen to the song and read it. But... I mean, fuck it. I'm going to have to say some of the lines in this because they're just so beautiful. Well, do it because I need this, it. The, 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 the clear description that he gives to how unknowable the only real moment that we can experience is now, the way that he describes this and how ephemeral it is, it should make all of you, all of us, come to attention and realize we have no fucking idea what our the nature of our existence is and that we take all of it for granted 
but we really don't fucking know. It's now that howls at nothing. It's now that runs and hides. It's now that winds its spineless coils and slithers out of sight. The future doesn't really exist. There's the another past, snake in there. The past is just, yeah, exactly. The past is just a memory. All that we really have is now, but you never actually experience now, mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. First of all, physiologically, our mind is milliseconds behind experiencing the moment. We're never actually experiencing our sense impressions in the moment of taking them in. We're always behind it. So even physiologically, we're never in the now. Psychologically, we're certainly never in the now. We are always obsessed with the past or fearful or obsessed and dreaming about the future. We're never really attending to this moment. So not only physiologically are we never in this moment, psychologically we're never in this moment, and yet it's all that's fucking real for our experience. So how fucking weird is that? You know, this is one of those songs that... Is this that, a Buddhist thing? Is this, is this Buddhist stuff? I, no, it's not just Buddhist. This really? is, I mean, there's part of that, but this is just a deep part of all... Even Western philosophy has contended with this huh. question for millennia, going all right, the way right. fucking back. It's just a mm-hmm. mystery of being a human being. It's one of the primary mysteries of being a human being. So then um, there's this line uh, that may have a little to do with sex or, you know, slightly... Uh, your cries above the furrow draw my fingers like a plow, which, you know, What's first that of all, that have to do with sex. Well, a little bit. It makes me feel, first furrow. of all, the, the, like the furrow is like the grooves and the cries above the furrow. The reason I think about this is because I feel like there's, there is the sense that there's the exploration of time in relationship, right? If, of that's one of the frames he's using. I'm, you know, lying in the dark, listening to somebody and, there is that physical connection, the moment of orgasm, which can bring you into the moment physically, sometimes <clears throat> more than anything else. And so the cries above the furrow maybe bring me into the moment a little bit more than I might be otherwise. Um, but it it's also reminded me of like, right yeah, right, right, exactly. It, re- it reminds me of like the grooves of a record that we all live in. But maybe those moments of passion have a possibility of bringing us a little closer together, a little bit into the moment. But, but I don't know, you know, just like, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, this song is so fucking, it's, heavy. it's fucking it's heavy. fucking heavy. And he, he's not content with uh, just dealing with time. He deals with space when he talks about here. The here is blinded, helpless. It strives against the dark. The now is a well of shadows where the world has come apart. Space and time being one thing, right? We've at least partially determined through some interpretations of physics that space and time are one thing. That space and being here is just as ephemeral as time. It's not real in, in any real sense. I mean, we're hurt. We feel like I'm sitting here in this chair rooted to the spot I'm hurtling through space at, at, at tens of thousands of miles an hour. And that's gone in just a moment. I'm never really here. I'm never really now, but that poetry of saying it's, ne- you know, it's, it's the here is blind and helpless. It strives against the dark, just like the now the howls at nothing, the now that runs and hides. These are, these are gorgeous ways to describe a, a, deeply felt philosophical reality that I have no doubt Rob has sat and thought about endlessly. You have to have in order to craft Meissner's corpuscles in his buttocks really through a chemical (laughs) reaction and then a physical uh, chemical reaction, electrical impulse, the sensation of weight on his buttocks. Like, (laughs) 
and they, and and, yeah. and realizing that all of that is still moments behind. All of that is still moments behind his experience of of fucking any of that. Yeah. And then then you've got this last verse where you've got there's precious little that escapes the powers that be, the eyes that judge, the words that form our meager history. So this kind of casts it out to saying, you know, mankind's constant attempts to catalog, understand the world, judge others, judge ourselves. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. We're good at building up these really intricate images, these image, these, these frames of where we live, how we live, who we are, what you are, what you should be, what I should be. Yeah. But in the end, nobody fucking knows what's going on inside of me or inside of you. We cannot know. I can tell you, you but how close, but how I'm just pointing at the screen. Maybe I'm pointing. (laughs) I know you are here. But how can we really know? And this is, again, this is something I think Rob deals with perfectly. And I talked about this a lot with the world wasn't built in the day. We can never really cross that gulf between what is inside and what is outside, what is in Mm. you and what is in me. That is a vast gulf that we can't cross. And I think the line that makes maybe makes people more think that this is about come or come. I just gave it away <laughs> about sex and anything else is when he says <laughs> oh the waters God. is when he says the waters burst and come. Right. This feeling that in the midst of sex, maybe there's this this sense of presence, the sense of like being in the moment. <laughs> but also the orgasm is something that we work for. We fantasize about. We dream about. We think about. But most of what we deal with with an orgasm is also in the past or is in the future. It's something we reminisce about or we dream about, but very rarely do we either get to experience it or even when it happens, are we there attending to it? Really? We're probably still fucking off in our heads, but maybe as the French, exactly. But maybe as the French (laughs) think, maybe as the French think it really is the little death and our only real possibility for getting right there in the moment and really really being able to experience it, really being able to experience ourselves in that moment. But I am never stunned. I'm never not stunned, rather, by how erudite and beautiful the lyricism is in this song. It is fucking amazing. And you pair it with the music, which I haven't talked about at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Don't, which that's is my just, Which is just, I won't, I won't, I won't, steal your thunder other than to say that it is so fucking rocking almost rockabilly mm-hmm. yes and so it's not like you wouldn't listen to the music if all you listen to the music and go like oh yeah there's a deep, deep philosophical treatise on the nature of time and being happening right now right <laughs> no. you can sort of just like skate on the surface of it but if you start to dip in you're like what the fuck oh hey now happening here it is gorgeous and and speaking of time i love the fact that it ends it has a beautiful ending and then starts right back up again and gives us another mm-hmm. coda. coda. I love that false fucking ending. I think it's beautiful, mm-hmm. holographic Rocking. in the sense, exactly, holographic in the sense that their best songs are in that I think it makes a comment on what the song is talking about and the fact that I'm anticipating it being an ending, but nope, you don't fucking know. You got to sit and listen and experience what's actually Psych. fucking happening, which is the song is going to continue. And then we'll give you a nice ending. But yeah absolutely one of the top songs in the no means no pantheon mm-hmm. a gorgeous treatise on the nature of time in my book from everything i've ever heard the best song one of the best pieces of art on time that i've ever heard huh. a plus 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 rob fucking hell man fucking hell 
All right, Strangey, you're up. You expect me to follow you after that? I don't know. Jeez. Just ignore that. Erase it. All right. What do you got? I talk will. Talk about the music. All right, I'll talk about the music. The little galloping guitar intro with Andy singing is the perfect layout for the colossal blast of what's about to happen. This is one of their most exciting intros. It's more on the cheerful side, yet it still gets you jacked that you're going to get your freaking mind blown. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. exciting and has you on the edge of your seat. You can't help but sing along to it. Half of my notes were on the intro to this song because I only write it's notes so on a five good. by eight piece of paper. And half of my paper is filled up on the intro to this song. Oh. In comes John and Rob with Rob playing this triplet riff. My ears, my ears adore this. The bass line after that is an is a inversion of a major chord, and it lays oh. a great foundation for a belting and catchy song. Andy's guitar solo is stellar. The the line it has no end, so let's pretend it's now perfectly pairs and segues into one of my favorite parts of this piece. And here it is. It's John hitting the crash cymbal on the one, two, four, one, two, three, four. Nice. You know what I'm do you know what I'm talking I about? I do, I do know what you're Matthew, talking about. Yep. Drummer Matthew, the one, two. It's just glorious. So fun and a complete banger. Yeah. This yeah. song fucks for sure. This song yeah. absolutely fucks. And yet, I don't. This I don't know about. Fucks. I don't. I don't know about the sex stuff in, in this one. I think uh, maybe, Whoa. maybe, but that's, a, that's like a yeah, that's a yeah. down a ways like that. I agree. I, it's it's low on the totem pole of of yeah. uh, Maslow's needs for this song for sure. I agree. I, I think I think Who he's actually addressing now itself uh, in, in quite a bit of it, like. Um, you know, when your flood surrounds me, when the waters burst and come, who knows what the, it, he's talking about now itself. It's just like this moment realization, like that you are in, in the here and now that happens yeah. so infrequently. I really wish that yeah. I'd noticed that uh, this whole flood aspect, a like, little callback to under the sea. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, maybe one of my close, close to, close to number one uh, in terms of my favorite, like enjoyable, no means no songs. And definitely one of the ones that I would, um, again, like you said, you know, they didn't sacrifice any of the depth for, and maybe it's a little more accessible musically and um, maybe Mm -hmm, even conceptually mm -hmm. for uh, a lot of people, you can see see it from a bunch of different, different ways. You know, let's, let's let's get started now. Um, You know, let's get going on the very, very surface level. Oh, Uh, they probably opened up with this, and the crowd goes out of their fucking minds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but I mean, they count. They count in. It's so like one, two. Oh yeah, a one, two, one, three, two, four. three, four. It's it's so sweet, and like I yeah. love Andy singing in the beginning. It's mm-hmm. like it's just got a sweetness in it that and a softness that uh, he doesn't really demonstrate all that much, and a little bit country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the perfect it's first song. Maybe my favorite first song of any first song. On, on any album and this is definitely contender for my favorite album of all um yeah the bass line is yeah. it's only repetitive um i love the uh the changing of the vocals it starts with andy and then moves to rob mm-hmm. in seconds like um i think the furrow um rather than other things the furrow could be is time itself like mm-hmm. we're, we're we're in that we're in that groove um that's where the seeds are planted 
um, you, you move along it. Um, but I'd never really connected until I sort of looked at the lyrics, you know, um, draw my fingers like a prow, like a plow, um, through tatters ends that twist and bend about the here and now. So your cries above the furrow. So now is actually outside where you are, which is in this like pre plowed, like in the soil, like a, 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 a furrow, like a channel in the, uh, in the soil. Um, you're sort of like looking up, you're in this groove. You're not paying attention to much else. It's like soil on either side of yourself. And there's this cries above there through tattered ends of twist and bend. So there's just some, just you're reaching out with your fingers to catch at the concept of, of now of the reality Hmm. of being in the present. Right. Trying to catch on desperately to, to the now, um, helpless against time. You can't get out of it. You only get little twinge, like little twinges of it. Um, but then now itself is cowardly. It's now that howls at nothing. It's now that runs and hides. It's now that winds its spineless coils and slows down. And that's maybe a reference to the snake, to Satan, to, you know, things that are, are bad, things that are counter to you. But the, now itself is cowardly because it's always running away. Yeah. Constantly. Can't pin it down. It's Um, ephemeral. Yeah, totally. Um, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, just the honeyed confidence of now. I I, I love that way you were talking about how, um, you know, how nice it would be to save it up. But I I I thought a little bit differently that you you have no choice but to save it up. Like all you have is your memory. you sort of like get beyond it. And then all you have is to interpret, like um, you experience it, you remember what you can of it. And then you sort of apply the present of the future <laughs> to the past. <laughs> if that apply makes sense. Apply the present sense. to the future of the past. The, the present of the future. Anyway, <laughs> you got to hmm. save it up to drink it later. Cause it's the only way you can experience now. Hey, can experience the I think I understand what you're saying. When it is the past in the future. So make it good is what he's saying. Yeah, we basically can't live in the moment. We can't experience now. Um, and you, mm-hmm. you, Jordan, you talked about, um, you know, physiologically. And yeah, I have quite a background in um, cognitive, uh, cognitive science, cognitive communication, everything like that. All these like chemical reactions, like we're just biomechanical machines. And there takes time for a signal to get from one place to the other. And, yeah. You know, like little cells oozing open and closed, like, um, you know, chemical channels in your nerves. There's always time between something that happens. Like you never experience now right when it is happening. There's always a little bit of time before, you know, the the, the pigments, the photosynthetic, the, the photosynthetic pigments in your retinas can change and then send an impulse to your brain and your brain sends an impulse to another part of your brain that gives some sort of understanding and then sends to another section of your brain that where the language and the interpretation and memory and uh you know emotion and everything like that gets added on it's like quite a long time and a lot of stuff happens before you actually formulate something that's already passed exactly it's it's kind of kind of tragic in a way yeah there is no now um there is and yet it's all that is and yet it's all that fucking is right i mean in a way 
the invocation. I mean, like he's constantly talking to, oh, let's get started now. Let's get started now. But you're doomed to fail. Yeah. Let's right. get started means let's get away from now. <laughs> Which is like, uh, anyway, brilliant. Um, Fucking music. brilliant. Andy is this managed gonna be to on make the test. Andrew's, and he managed to actually make his guitar solos snotty. Yeah. Good, good job, Andy. Um, but kick <laughs> ass. Oh, I know, totally. But it, it has that yep. sort of snottiness that isn't in the singing, isn't in Andy, Andy's singing mm-hmm. uh, in this. Um, some of my favorite drumming, some of my favorite fills, oh, um, oh, especially when he restarts the, in the coda. Yes. I have tried so, Fuck. so hard, and I actually can play that a little bit. Like Nice. Uh, just because it is at least um, not going to make me break my own arms. Um, yeah, I love uh, Andy and Rob singing together. doesn't happen all that often. Right. Um, more on this album. It happens. I think there's other songs, too. There, I don't, yeah, wait, no, wait. it does. Maybe more more so. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, a beautiful song and um, one that I certainly return to and learn from. Um, yeah. You, you know, not to break the fourth wall a little bit, but anybody, any of the members who eventually listen to this, fucking thank you <laughs> for making <laughs> songs like this. I mean, in all Aww. seriousness, yeah, in yeah. all seriousness, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I cannot yeah. tell you how much a song like this has meant to me over my life and to find songs helped me in my life and helped me to realize that one can contend with art and yet contend with really deep ideas that anyway, just fucking thank you. That's it. End of story. I just, Andy's going to get back to us and say, no, it's about fucking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or just go like, yeah, I never liked this one very much. Just went went through the motions. It's all right. That was great, man. All right. Well, I don't know that this oh, is going to be that whole, tough, but let's it's a whole let's movie vote in a song. Oh, oh well, for sure. Yeah. It's no. This is this is a Wittgenstein text. This is like a seven thousand mm-hmm. page manual mm-hmm. that Rob has managed to condense down into this beautiful bit of poetry. Mm-hmm. I mean, Crash fuck symbols. it, man. Fuck it. This Crash guy, you symbols. could you could publish these. I mean, they work better with the music, but you could publish these without the music. And I just cannot see people not. At a high intellectual level, yeah, reading this and going, out. "Holy shit!" So, who is this masked man? We're gonna vote, <laughs> and my my vote, which is coming <clears throat> right now, it's ah! now. That's right. Good job. It's now, Michelle. Where are you at? I want to vote. I want to vote third for a joke. Just, just, I want to, okay. I want to, no, go to Matthew right now. We'll, we'll break tradition, I guess. And, uh, Matthew, what's your vote in the future? Because we're skipping Michelle's present. I'm really glad I got to under, uncover all that stuff about, uh, the futures of the past is a past, not the past. Yeah. Which we didn't talk yep. about either. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's gotta be now. It's such a fantastic song. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. It's deep. It's, uh, listenable. It's toe tapping. It's, it's the shit. whole fucking package. It's, it's, it's all the whole those things. Package. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, for me, um, uh, one that could easily be a, a contender. This could so go all the way for sure. This it's, could go all the way. This is like, yeah, Ooh, interesting. Not a contest, no doubt. but uh, you know, 
I'm glad we got to talk about future as a past because probably a me lot too. Of people and how great to seriously, yeah. Yep. What a great pairing, right? That. What a great yep. fucking pairing. Yep. yep. Uh huh. I agree. Uh, yeah. All right, Michelle, what do you got? Hey. Hey. Spell the word now backwards. <laughs> hey! I love it. I love it. Well <laughs> worth the wait. A, what am I? Well eight? worth the wait. <laughs> it's one. Yeah. For those of you too slow to catch on, it's one. Now one. Nice. Yes, nice. I'm voting now. Jesus. I mean, right? Yes. How could you not? No, again, no slack. No slack. For those of you yep. who haven't taken the Futures of Past seriously enough, maybe you'll give it another listen because it deserves it as much of a aside as it is for No Means No, maybe. Uh, you know, it deserves to be taken seriously, but it's no now. It's no now. No. I'm glad Zero that now. now is one. I'm glad that Paradise is one. Paradise is now, now in the final now. or semifinal, whereas Under the Sea, we've sunk to the bottom along with the future is the past, which is so yesterday. Now we're going to dip into one of our favorite segments, ours and probably yours, I hope, Andy's. Get out your little thing. Where's oh, my thing? I had problems with it today, but uh, well, let's let see, see if it works, works again. Still broken melodic. <laughs> okay, all right, ready? Yep. Oh, shit. It's, it's broken. I was trying to play the fuck. Oh, I just shit the bed. I just so shit the now bed. It's Andy's current. It's fucking broke. I gotta open this up. I, I was trying to play the beginning of. We're very sorry. It's catching Michelle up. I was trying to play. It's catching up. That's pretty good. I can't nope, play. It's it. not working. <laughs> In any I event, gotta open it up. I'm op- oh, that was awful. Oh my god! Can we do that over, please? You know, it's kind of amazing. Hell no, I love that. that. Just yeah, shit you, the you bed. have very specific, uh, certain set of skills <laughs> to, to open that. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. And I, I was practicing that, all day on that, how to play the that, intro to "Itch Catching Up," that, and I my, had it nailed down. And I blow into this thing, and nothing happens. And that I just my shit friend. The bed. That, my friend, is podcasting gold. And on that note, no, it's we're not. going to. It is. It is. It's, it's, we're going to, it's always better when shit goes south ah. than, than when it goes right. All right. Just ask anybody we're who wrong. plays D&D and you roll a one. That's the best time. So, Andy's correction. Jesus. We got two songs. We're going to try to do two songs at a time so we don't run out. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, here's awful. here's Andy. Imagine that that those dulcet tones at the beginning of uh, <laughs> now and read hear this in his voice. Long days. Robin Jong song. Typical early no means no song. A simple riff repeated, worked, and worked on. I feel a little funny writing about this as it was A, it was a two-piece song, and B, Rob was meant to sing it. Alas, mm. Rob got those nodules on his vocal cords and had to refrain, refrain from singing for a time, so it was decided that I would temporarily take over and take, take over the singing on some songs. I have to say that Rob could sing this way better than I ever could. Live, I was always flat or sharp. Something funny, I was shocked to discover after many years to find out how Rob was playing the riff. Without getting too technical, Robbie's vocal melody is in a minor key. The bass riff kind of isn't. G, B flat, A, G, F, E, D, C, B, A, G, G. I thought for ages he played two B flats. At least that's how I always heard it. I was wrong. Well, 
Sex Mad, one of John's best. The opening drums alone are worth the price of admission. Along with Dark Ages, Sex Mad really shows off John's strength as an arranger. On their own, and as demonstrated to Rob and me on his keyboard, the bass and guitar parts sounded a bit pedestrian. But, as often was the case with John, it all made sense when we learned how to play it and cranked it up. And And his pounding keyboards in the chorus cleverly masked my less than accurate downstrokes. This song is filled with hooks, but to me it's the hiccup beat baked into the main guitar bass riff that stands out the most. I almost said bass. Like a lot of parts written on this keyboard, written on his keyboard, it was a fucking pain to play on guitar but play we did, and it all worked out well. Oh, you. Fucking great stuff. I'm assuming when he's talking about the singing of Long Days that that was live, right? Because it's Rob, clearly Rob, on the studio recording. Yeah, yep. But, yeah, I can imagine playing live. Fucking mm-hmm. another one that I'd, I've seen it. I'd, I've talked about how I've seen Long Days once with I'll clearly post-Andy Eric's. I never got to see Andy. When they played uh, Who Fuck 2 also, just the two of them came out. And played Long Days and Who Fuck Too and then went into it. Amazing. Amazing, these guys. Yeah. That was yeah. great shit. Great shit. Um, thanks, Andy. Thank you, as always, Yeah, sir. call the number and uh, leave us a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Get your oh, Dutch geez. wife to, to tell me to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it, Andy, do it. Correct pronunciation <laughs> of Zelda Z. All right, well. Zelda Z. Fuck us. Do either of my lovely co-hosts have anything to say before I read us out? Nah. No, but I'm fixing my melodica this week. Do it. All right. Well, No Means No Things, produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato, co-hosting and pod half excellent podcast graphics. If you aren't seeing them, please get on yeah. Instagram, uh, Twitter, or uh, our Facebook group uh, by Matthew Kowalik. They are truly a sight to behold and fun every mm-hmm. week to see what they're going to be. Michelle, mm-hmm. Michelle Strangest is our third and clearly and avowed everyone's favorite co-host and officially, <gasps> official. that's true, official Foley artist. Thank you, oh. of course, to, to No Means No for, first of all, being so fucking amazing and for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. And as always, thank you to Andy for your corrections and support. And, and to uh, our uh, listener submissioners. Yeah. Absolutely. If, if and you to haven't all heard of our, yours, just be patient. It'll come eventually. Do you know why? Because the future is the fucking past. So hang on. And uh, just a quick admission. I am wrong. So here we go. Is this going to be a? Is this going to be a? Is this going to be a dramatic? Because I always have to really pee badly when this happens. Well, don't pee. No, 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 he can't pee. He's got to wait. It's close. Is this going to be dramatic or not? So here's our first pairing, everybody. Are you ready? 
I have not fallen over in my chair, so that's at least one. Uh, there it is. Oh, please tell me my, another doozy. Huh? This one's not, I mean, it's not a Ooh, not a doozy, uh, but. I don't know that, what the, uh, that first one, I, I don't even I don't think I know what that one is. I gotta look it up. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll, it's really, really good. It's really, 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 really good. What's a, huh. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. Thank you very much. Well, you better fucking say it's really, really fucking good is all I got to say. All right. Um, and here is what I think is a really, really great set of songs. Oh. Uh, enter. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can only see the first one. Yep. Oh, you got okay. it. Yeah. You got the pairings. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. I know my vote. I know my vote. Well, so kiss my ass. But do you listen carefully again? And no, yeah, no, 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 I no. think I know no. mine too. No, we'll see. No, I think I do too. All right. Well, thanks everyone. You stuck around. Now, uh, fuck off. <laughs>